0: Welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner. My guest today is the creator of Yay for Today, a place online where women can find happiness, be inspired to live a healthy life, and celebrate fun family moments. She shares food ideas that taste good and make you feel good, fitness tips that will motivate you to move your body, and keeps mamahood real with lots of rainbows on her colorful Instagram feed. She married her high school sweetheart, has a two-year-old babe named Liam, and lives in sunny San Diego. Working out is her therapy. Taylor Swift is her favorite and Joanna Gaines is her role model. On the daily, you can find her sharing all the things on her Instagram story, eating her famed snap PB2 powder in vanilla Greek yogurt and adventuring Callie with her boys. She hopes you feel comfy, warm and welcomed when visiting EA for today. Please help me welcome my guest today, Sydney Hambich. Hey Sydney, how are you? How are you? (laughs) Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Will you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself and your family?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, kind of to go back to the beginning, my husband and I, his name's Zach, so I'm going to refer to him as Zach. We met our senior year of high school. Mutual friends of ours set us up on a blind date to the drive-in movie theaters, and we've literally been inseparable since. Connected at the hip as friends since that day in November to now, which is like our 10 year coming up. And so we started dating right away, graduated high school, we both went right away to Arizona State University, and we went to college together. We both got he was pre med and I was broadcast journalism, we got our degrees in four years, and we graduated college. And then literally a week later, got married in Arizona. And and when we got back from our honeymoon, we found out that he got accepted into Creighton Medical School, which is in Omaha, Nebraska. So we literally got home. We still had like wedding presents <laughs> at our door and we packed up our stuff. We moved to Omaha, Nebraska, not knowing a single soul. And just, it was, we were there for two years and that's where I started my career as a, a television reporter at a Fox News affiliate station there. And it was just the best two years ever of really wed life. Made the greatest friend. People in the Midwest are so nice. That was my first time. It is extremely cold. <laughs> it is so cold, but it was so much. Fun and I was a multimedia journalist that so they called an MMJ, which is meaning you come up with your own ideas and you pitch them to producers, and then you go out, you hustle, you find people to interview for your story, you shoot all the video yourself, and then you set the camera up and you go in front and you record yourself on camera. You do, you come up with all the creative stuff on camera, go back to the station, you write it all, you edit it all together while doing social media this entire time, you know, updating your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, and you put the story together, you produce it. The show comes on at nine. I would hustle out, put my live shot together by myself, or sometimes I would have help. And then you stand in front, you do your live shot, and they roll your package, and you do your story. Go back to the station, you write it for the web, and you go home. And that was my life, and it was so much fun, and I got to do some amazing stories and work on some just incredible news coverage. And that is where I learned how to be creative and write copy and write content and hustle and talk to people and I love talking on camera, but I also love shooting videography. And so those are where I get all my skills from and social. You know, I can run a newsroom, I can run social media accounts, but we were there for a few years and I know that we knew that we wanted to start a family, and so news is not very family friendly. People make it work, but I just in my heart I wanted to be at home as much as possible and I wanted to continue what I was doing. I just wanted to do it on my own time in my own way. I didn't know what that was, and I just had a feeling and it was. It's like you know, and I had heard from people, you know, you want to find happiness outside of motherhood once you become a mom, or even just like if it's school or you know, other than your career, something that you fill your well with. And so, when you go home, you're 110. percent And so, I prayed about it, and I was like, What is gonna be my happiness? I love journalism, but like, I don't want to be tied to a newsroom. Home. What am I gonna do? So, Zach was able to finish medical school. They randomly have like a great and has a campus in Phoenix, so we got to come back home. We had our baby around family. It was amazing, Liam. And then he graduated from medical school. We moved to San Diego and he's now, that was a year ago. So he's now in his second year. He's a physician, a Navy physician in Balboa Park, the Navy hospital there. And he's in a second year residency and I stay at home with Liam and I'm now launching a new company, which we get to talk about soon. And yeah, so now we live in San Diego and I'm actually originally born in San Diego and I, I love it. And I'm so, I never want to leave. It's just, we live in North Park and it's just amazing. We love it. So
0: that's awesome. I'm excited yeah. to dig into your new company. But when I met you, you were a lifestyle host and you curate this beautiful Instagram mm-hmm. account that I would encourage all of my listeners to check out. It's called Yay for Today, where oh, you talk yeah. about family, fitness and fun. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear the origin story of this Instagram account, how it came about and how you realized that you had something to say. Yeah, so
1: I always loved sharing and you know, that's what I did for a living. And then once Liam came around, it was like obvious that I wanted to do that. And I'm just going back to the happiness, finding happiness outside of motherhood to be the best mom I could be. And and as silly as it sounds, but people go to my Instagram page and like, oh my gosh, there's so much color. It's so colorful and color makes me happy. And so finding things have just been, you know, has been really fun, colorful things to share. And it just has kind of grown from there. Like that's aesthetically. I like happy things. I like finding little happy moments in life and I like sharing them because I truly believe that the little things in life make up the big picture. Sure, and that's kind of why now it's called Yay for today. And I hope that people can always find as hard as life get and the struggles we go through finding those little pieces of yay in your day, like I think can really make a difference. So yeah, so that's kind of where I started sharing it. And then after having Liam, I got really into fitness and I struggled a lot of time with weight loss and disordered eating and binge eating. And when we decided to get pregnant and try to have a family, I was like, I need I need to figure out what I'm Doing and and get help and be as healthy mentally and physically as I could be. And so that's kind of what started, you know, looking into counting macros, which is what I do when I share about food wise fitness. I started really working out and learning new techniques and starting new programs that totally helped me. And so then food and fitness became that passion outside of motherhood that I searched for, you know, years before and prayed about. And that was what became an outlet and my me time. And that is the oxygen. Mass that I tell people about when you're on a plane, they say, put the oxygen mass on yourself and then your baby, you know, you have to make sure that you are happy and you are mentally and physically as healthy as you can be before you take care of others. And that is where that's what did it for me. And that I started sharing my food and my fitness through bright colorful pictures, because that makes me happy. And that is kind of how yay for today come about
0: (laughs) in a long, long winding road. Well, I love it all. What did say that again? little pieces of yay in your day, finding little yeah. pieces of yay in your day. I
1: love that. Yeah. happy I, saying that. Yeah, because stuff happens and life is so hard and everyone goes through trials and stuff. But for every, like, Zach and I were talking the other day and we look back, um, there's been some really big hardships that we've gone through. But then also those days, I specifically remember being some of also the best days because it just connected us and we would start laughing about the silliest things and it was just, you. Ha- it is, life is so, so tough, but just finding things and finding people who can like bring a little bit of light to that, just make all the difference. I love
0: that, I love that it goes so well with my brand on the brighter side just stay excited like exactly,
1: exactly. exactly. because it's so hard it's so hard and I've been there when it's really tough and so, you know, and I'm not discrediting, you know, bad things because it happens, but I'm just saying if you can, within those hard times, laugh or be silly or dance in your car or find that little song that makes you happier maybe go out to ice cream or stuff Thing. just find some, some little yay to keep you going.
0: I love it. I love it. So you and I met at Allison's Brand Workshop, which was amazing, where mm-hmm. we went to develop our brand and learn our, about our most empowering why. I mm-hmm. came up with the word courage, which I talked all about in last week's podcast. Yes. And you came up with the word comfort. Can you talk about what comfort means to you?
1: Yeah. So kind of going back, you know, we learned through Allison's workshop, you know, one of our fundamental human needs, what they were and one of mine is security and I'm a very consistent person. I like routine and for me, my word is comfort because I every day I look for that routine and consistency and that's my comfort zone and that's what makes me feel the best. I feel the best in comfortable clothes. I feel the best at home. i just a creature of habit and a creature of comfort but also flip side with that is the only way I am able to grow is stepping out of that comfort zone and that has been a big thing I've had to learn. Like if I want to see any growth or change, I have to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone and be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And so the word is really powerful to me because I love comfort. I love comfort food. I love being on my couch. I love talking, you know, talking to people without makeup on with my hair up. Like I, I just like to feel homey and comfortable, but also it can be a catch 22. And I always have to remind myself, okay, am I getting too comfortable? Do I need to step out of my comfort zone and being okay with being uncomfortable because I am a type A and I'm very controlling and I like things a certain way. And so growing and knowing that it is okay to feel uncomfortable. And so that is my word and that's my why.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, stepping out of your comfort zone requires a lot of courage. So that's that's what I'm like so excited to help people tap into that courage where they have the courage to still be themselves, but the courage to step out and do what they were born to do. which I see you doing and like I I took a lot of courage for you to go to Allison's workshop by yourself and like I hear you talk about that and I'm just like I love it I love it. Yeah
1: it was was amazing.
0: (laughs) So during the workshop we all had the opportunity to get to know you pretty well and a little bit about your background because you got to go up and be to all of us Mm -hmm. which your background (laughs) sounded very challenging and it sounds like you had a lot of experiences with addiction in your family and what Mm -hmm. endeared all of us to you was that you made the decision to break that cycle in your family and raise your kid very differently than the way you were raised. So can you tell us how that came about? Like, was there a moment that you can remember where you just decided that you were going to change or was there a series of experiences over time that you decided to just make things very different for yourself and your family?
1: Yeah. So I think it was definitely gradual because Zach and I, like I said, from the moment we met, we have been best friends and we fell in love instantly. And I mean, we were together almost five years before even getting married. And we would literally go and have, while all our friends are going out during college, we would stay at home and we would make lists of family ideas, what we would want to do with our kids, themes of our kids. Every night we could have a different dinner theme. Like we literally have these lists that we would talk about and plan about. And this makes me emotional. <laughs> we've just been, we've been dreaming about what kind of life do we want? And, you know, the type of marriage that we really want and what we, want to show our kids because we had you know amazing parents and they're so so kind and generous and they're the best grandparents but they did have hardships and and we've just taken you know what what hardships they've had and just kind of known specifically with addiction there's other things but you know with addiction like that runs in our family and it's very genetic and it's nothing no one plans or wants to be addicted and no one wants to go down that route but because we saw it firsthand we were just very we've always been highly aware of it and so it was just kind of like okay well we're gonna do things to avoid that and it could be different areas of addiction just we just are highly aware of it versus you know maybe someone who's never dealt with it they don't they don't think twice about after having a baby, you know getting pain pills for recovery. I do. I'm like no way Jose, it was really hard and I was in pain but I can't give me the Tylenol. <laughs> I'm just a little too nervous for that. And so we just it's been very gradual and from the get go we connected over just we both come from families who are divorced, and again, they're an amazing parent. Their marriages didn't, you know, weren't as great, and so we just really connected over that. I mean, literally, the, the second date we went on, we were we talked for about four hours, and it was just about our families and our where we come from, and and we just connected and bonded. And our moms are best friends, and they just we just have a very close bond over certain things, and we just from the get go knew how we wanted our family to be, and. We've been dreaming about it literally since we were teenagers. And now we kind of created that in Allison's workshop. You know, I was, she got me on stage and did a life intervention with me that I didn't know I needed and literally freed me and was just kind of like, Sid, look at the life you guys have created. Like you've done it. Like you're white knuckling. You're like, I kind of picture it like a duck on the water, you know, on the top duck is fine, but underneath his feet are pedaling really hard to swim. And it's, she freed me at that. She's like, you've done it. You guys are good. You're golden. Like you are rel- least of this you've made it like you're okay rejoice kind of a thing because I think it's really easy to get caught up in like okay trying to be that perfect like not messed up and I have plenty but with certain things just not going down the wrong path and she really just everyone really helped me see that and it was just the most amazing experience so I guess to get back to your question it has been a gradual thing and something that we've been talking planning and dreaming about since we were 18. I
0: love it I think that's so beautiful and (laughs) I absolutely I absolutely love your Instagram feed. It was so funny because you were up there and you said your name. And of course, we are all typing it into our phones And we're like, oh, it's so cute. And it's tight and colorful and fun and real. What would you say is your greatest source of inspiration? So I have people that I
1: love to pull information from like, oh, joy. She's a, I'm a blogger and I just love colorful things and what she does. And I love following colorful accounts. Palm Springs, like I love, I don't know if anyone listening has been to Palm Springs, but I love it there and I love the color, those types of vibes. We live in a place called North Park and it is filled to the brim with murals and artwork and literally like they just have on the sidewalks everywhere you were loved. And they have, it's just incredible. And San Diego just painted and I love it. And I come from the desert that can be colorful, that has the best sunset, but you know, our homes that are all tan and all have rock and <laughs> are very concrete. And so I think I was like, I'm kind of people from Arizona, like if they go anywhere remotely green, they're like, oh my God, it is so green here, and then like everyone else is kind of like, oh, that's like normal. I think that's how it was with color. Like I grew up in a kind of desert is like sandy tan browns, and so I just really love color. But I don't think I like you know too much art suburbs, (laughs) and so I love it, and it makes me happy. And I love it's so fun to like I do wall crawls, and I have like a list of fun murals, and people ask me like, oh, you know, what are these favorite little spots of yours? Or I love this painting, and I've actually met some of the artists, and. I don't know. It's a weird little hobby, but I I love it because it's pretty art and I I love to show it off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing with it. What would you say is your biggest insecurity and how do you find the courage every day to move past it and put yourself out into the world in such a genuine, honest, and authentic way? So
1: I thought about this for a long time. So what I used to consider insecurities were coming from, you know, maybe having loved ones who had addictions or having a family that was through a divorce, insecurities with the money. That is something that will always kind of be with me, but I've learned as I've grown and I, I read Brene Brown and Allison has helped me realize this that those insecurities I used to see as weaknesses. And now I've turned those around and I just believe, and people have shown me that, like, no, that's not a weakness and that's not something that you should be ashamed of. That's actually a strength. And that's like a part of kind of my platform is like showing people that, you know, you don't need to be ashamed if. If you don't come from a lot of money, that's not a bad thing at all. That's an amazing thing, you know, that because you know how to budget and you know you, you've gone through a lot and you are strong for it and you were stronger and a better person for it and you've learned from it. And so I guess those are I mean, I, I definitely have insecurities like that, but I, I work on a daily basis of like a gratitude practice of those things that I used to see as weaknesses, and I, I really look at them as strengths and I, I, I talk about them and Brene Brown says that language Language and story shine light on shame. And so if you ever feel shameful about, about those insecurities, talking about it and sharing them, that helps talking to someone. You do not have to I do it on my Instagram, but it could be to your mom. And so just talking about and or in therapy or with a counselor, that is what shines light on any of those shameful feelings.
0: I love that. Have you ever had to deal with when you're so public like you are? Have you ever had to deal with criticism or haters? And how do you respond? to negativity and not let it derail you?
1: So I think this coming from a journalism background. So I started college where you get picked apart for how you look on camera, how you speak on camera, how you write and create. It's a very creative field, but being creative is a very vulnerable thing. And so I've learned to have tough skin being in this industry from the get-go. And I've I've learned you cannot take things personal and you cannot please everyone. And if you, there's a difference from, well, so with, if someone criticizes you just know that you cannot as long as you're coming from a place of uh, you're standing in what you believe in and it's uh, you know from a good place and you're talking from your values then you're good and just know that you cannot please everyone but trust me I've been in like reporting where someone didn't like my story and they shared it and were like how dare this reporter you know say this and or I've had you know you need to color your hair you know we don't like in the way your hair looks and so I've just learned to have thick And and that you can't please everyone, and you know, just try and stand your ground. And as long as you're coming from a place of good, then really remember that. Yeah,
0: I like to always say what other people think of you is none of your business. Like you shouldn't even you shouldn't even know what they're thinking because you can't control it. So you might as well just (laughs) let them think whatever they're gonna
1: think. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You don't want to worry twice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever failed at anything you were trying to do, and how did you brush yourself off and keep going after that?
1: Yeah, I. All the time. All the time. I fail more often than not. And a professor in college, I remember told me that if you fail or you make a mistake, just make sure you don't make it twice. And that's something that's me at work if I made a, a mistake or even now creating content. And I work with brands. And if I, you know, miss something in a contract or I or I miss a deadline or something, it rarely happens. But if it does happen, I am a big learner and believe like we're all students and I learn from it. I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? I'm very much like a type A person. What did I do wrong? I'm not Make this mistake twice. I'm gonna learn from it, and I'm gonna move on. You know, like get those little oh, feelings out of there, and then move on because all you can do now is learn from it. And I loved there was a quote that Allison. I wrote it down because she shared it on her workshop, and it was failure is not an identity; it's an action. And just knowing that if you make a mistake or you're failing at something, you're not wasting time. That is time you're learning. You know how to do something, or you're learning to do something better, or you're learning never. to to do it again. And so I used to like, oh, would get so frustrated. if I was trying to do something and it was taking forever and then ended up not working out. And Zach exactly was like, but that's not wasting time. You're learning. Yeah. And so always just trying to flip it around and like, you're not wasting time and it's not an identity. It's an action. I
0: love that. I love that. So what would you say is the hardest challenge you've had to face in your life or, or building your business and your brand?
1: So I think within life, going back to, you know, like having loved ones with addiction, something that Zach and I have learned together. We've, you know, we've gone to a, meetings with loved ones and we've gone to therapy counseling and therapy and family sessions is there's always going to be a fine line between helping someone and enabling someone and it is such a hard line and it is invisible at times and and that is I think the hardest thing and something that we'll always have to deal with and learn how to deal with it and anyone who who has loved ones are going through you know who are who have addiction like that is something that you really need to hone in on and learn because it's really hard. Hard, really really hard so that's kind of my my challenge in life is you, know, you love these people so much and they're amazing human and it does not discriminate and they're not choosing this you know it is a disease but again you have to know boundaries and you have to know when you're enabling or when you're helping someone and it's-,
0: him, it's hard <laughs> so what advice would you give to anyone out there listening who feels like they have something to say and they really want to start a blog or an Instagram account or a podcast or something what advice would you give them? How do they step out and just get started?
1: Yeah, I would say first of all, go for it. There is always something that I have learned because I'm, I'm like fairly new. I don't have a huge following. I love my little community online so much. And just know that there is always room at the table, always room at the table for more creatives, more people doing good. Even if you think like, Oh, well, there's already this blogger out there, this person who's doing it. Like it doesn't matter. Um, there's always more room. There is always more room for you. So believe in yourself, And then niche it down. So whatever you are wanting to look into doing or creating, really get specific and hone in on it because there's a community for literally everything and can't do it all. So really, and even though you want to, we all want to share all the things, but hone in on what it is and you will find your people and you will find your community. And that quality is over quantity. Quality over numbers. The number game does not matter. Don't, your word is not in your numbers. I think it's really intimidating when people have huge followings and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, I'm never going to get there. It doesn't matter. That's not where your worth lies. You know, your quality content, you're doing good. You're putting things out that's on your heart and you feel called to do it, then do it. And just find that little community because there's people for everything. I I have a community of people who love peanut butter and yogurt. So if there is... <laughs> yes, one, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, everyone is think it's like the funniest thing, but it is so good and I love it. And so if there's a community for that, for my favorite snack, there's a community
0: I love it. Well, I love what you said about your worth is not has nothing to do with your numbers, and I think that's so important for us to remember as influencers or wannabes like I am. (laughs) But I think it's really important for our kids to remember as well because they're growing up in this day and age, and I think they start to feel like their identity is all wrapped up in those numbers. And I'm trying so hard to teach my kids that you know numbers are do not make you a person Mm -hmm. of worth. You were born with your worthiness. And no numbers, no anything online is going to make you a better person.
1: I just, and honestly, like I, I got caught up in that and I got caught up in working with brands and companies and it was flattering and it was just like, you kind of get this like, oh, I need to keep growing and get bigger and have more and more and more and more. And then I went to Allison's thing and, and I, I literally hadn't taken a break from posting or working with anyone. Literally the day we were at the workshop, I was finishing up a sponsored, sponsored content and emailing about it at the workshop. And I told myself before I wanted to take like a week off, but then it was just like, no, 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 I have to keep going. I have to like keep just working and and it's good. I like working. But after that, like I realized, I just think that I, I needed a wake-up call and this was my wake-up call. This was why she gave me an intervention on stage it was like your worth is not in your numbers. Your worth is not, your success is not your worth. Your achievements are not your worth. You are worthy how you are. And it just, you know, you and you hear that and you hear that in church and you hear that you do hear that from your parents and I think for me it was just like I was it was like an awakening and it was like in front of all these people and it was just I wish that everyone could have gone through what I went through at this this workshop and it was just like I now know and I preach it I can care less what the numbers of likes are I appreciate every single person who supports my stuff, and I go through and I comment and I message people back and I love the community and just realizing that it is not in your numbers I don't care how many followers you have like it does, that doesn't matter, you know, and that's not your worth. And yeah, that's like totally. Since then I've been so freed of it and I don't care. And it's just, it's so amazing. And I love it. And I learned that from a lot of people. Yeah. If
0: there is one thing that you hope your sweet baby boy, Liam learns from his mom and will always remember about you that you stand for, what is that one thing? I hope
1: that it's just the optimistic approach of just, you know, whatever life is going, whichever way it's going, if you're having a hard day, that he always remembers have that dance party in the kitchen or go on that go get that special treat or go have a fun day outside or just finding that yeah yay for today and in his day and I, I truly hope that he he just has that optimism because that's what he brings to us and that's what motivates us and that's what inspires us to be happy and I hope he gets that. and it was funny we were the other day reading one of our favorite books to read is Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Day the best book and I love it and we we're reading it at the end the mom goes and some days are just like that even in Australia because he's having the worst day ever and Liam he just the whole day and it was a hard day for me just mom you know toddlerhood's rough and it was a hard day and he just kept going around telling me some days are just like that and he would shrug his little <laughs> hand out of the entire book he got the last page and he would just me, some days are just like that and it was just like yeah like some days are like that and kids just are the best teachers and it was like that's exactly why I'm doing this because some days are just like that so you might as well make Make the most of it or make the best of it and spend time with the ones you love and really cherish that and find that yay because it is hard and so that's what i, I hope he he finds and in that little book when he said it it was like oh maybe we are rubbing off on him maybe he is like you know getting this stuff and
0: so anyhow i hope i hope that's what he gets so good you are rubbing off on him for sure okay so here's just kind of a fun question if you had a full day all to yourself to do anything you wanted to do and you didn't have to answer to anyone well what
1: would you do? Okay, so I thought about this because like, oh my gosh, okay. Well if it's a family day at Disneyland, but if the boys are away, not thinking about the boys at all, I would definitely start out at the gym because that just centers me, makes me feel good. And then I would I love doing creative projects. My work with a photographer in San Diego and we'll go and just find like I was saying like colorful walls and murals and it kind of just do some some fun creative work. And then I would end it. My girlfriend best friend from childhood and I went to the Taylor Swift concert, her first That's one of this tour. And it was the most fun night we've ever had. And so I was like, that was, it was perfect. It was so much fun. So I would end it like that, sprinkled in some of my favorite food, some of my favorite treats. And that would just be working out, being creative, and then having the best time ever with my best friend at Taylor Swift. That was like, that would be it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So what is your best fitness tip for someone who's looking to get into better shape? So I think it's
1: just getting started, which means for me, is whatever you love doing that moves your body to it. If it's swimming, rollerblading with your kids, taking your dog on a walk, don't go sign up for the craziest new fitness trend class expensive thing because everyone's doing it. You have to do what motivates you and what you like to turn it into a habit. So that movement and working out is becomes a habit and something that you look forward to, you know, and then you can kind of dabble into maybe different things, challenge yourself, do a program, but just any exercise is better than nothing. So make make it exciting and fun. And something you look forward to. Maybe it is a class with your best friend or something. But it's it's when people just jump into something that they're dreading and hate, and then it's like no, they're gonna last three weeks, and then because they don't like it. And so, and so just starting with what you truly love, and then from there, um, another tip that I have, I listen to audio courses and um, podcasts while I work out, and that is like so inspiring and motivating. I don't listen at my house. I like keep them for the gym. So if I same with reality show, we don't TV. So if I want to watch Fixer Upper, I'm going to do cardio and I'm going to watch it. And that like an hour goes by so quick. And so I always tell people that's my motivation. Like don't let yourself watch it at home, watch it at the gym or listen to it at the gym. And it not only like gives you motivation while you're there, but it's like, you get excited. Because like, Oh yeah, it's a new episode of Fixer Upper. I'm going to go watch. So those are my.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so tell me what you hope to accomplish with yay for today. Like what's a big dream? Where are we going with it? I'm super yeah. excited for what you have coming up next.
1: I think just bigger and better. So meaning I want to help more people. I want to speak to a larger audience, whether that's, you know, on a bigger platform, just growing what I already have to help as many people as I can and then doing it better as in, you know, getting this website launched and and going and doing more video content um, as well as in-person events because I, I love my little online community, but I also want to be able to hug and see and connect in person. And I think it's so powerful. And so actually this week I have my first social event that I'm co-hosting in San Diego and I'm so excited. It's like a mom and baby event and I'm like so thrilled to be able to just go hang out and see everybody. Future, I wanna do more of a fitness and then maybe like a luncheon after so that we can work out and sweat together and then connect and talk because I think that human connection is so needed. And so that's where I I wanna be online but also do in-person events and speaking engagements and and grow it that way so that I can talk to as many people and help as many people as I can through sharing my story and sharing what's helped me and and motivating people just live a happy healthy life and then doing it as good as I can I can with just technology and then meeting in person and and just kicking (laughs) butt.
0: So are big live
1: events in your future? I I would love to I would so I have Friday I'm co-hosting like a, a big social at the most darling little event space here in San Diego and there's like I think around like 60 people are gonna go and it's gonna it's for moms and babes and there's just all kinds of fun treats and fun things for the kids crafts for the kids and then the moms can hang out and talk and eat and it's just like a summer social and then I want to plan on doing like monthly um, like almost like a boutique fitness class where you know maybe like 30-40 minute workout and then afterwards having a light lunch and connecting and talking and just you know whether it's with moms or not you know there will be childcare and kind of doing an event like that so it can work out together and then and hang out after and I can answer any questions because I get lots of nutrition and, and food questions and workout questions and then just get to know everyone
0: in person. Oh, I wish I lived in San Diego. Oh my gosh. I would have to borrow a baby to come, but I would totally. Yeah,
1: no, it's like, and it's, it's all ages and people without kids. There's just childcare. So I'm like, if you have kids, like, don't worry. We got, we got you covered.
0: <laughs> I love it. So tell me besides that, what you're working on now and how my listeners can find you. Where, where do you love to hang out? Instagram. So, find me over on the
1: gram. It's yay for today underscore. So, don't forget the underscore. (laughs) Um,
0: Or my name,
1: it's Sydney Hampsh. The the last name is very hard. But so, it's just yay for today with the underscore. I love to share all the things on my Instagram story. So, you'll see me chatting it up. And then I I do daily posts and I focus on food, family, and fitness, just being, I say, I like to keep it real with a lot of rainbows.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I hope that everybody listening today just runs right over to Instagram and looks up your account because I seriously it enriched my life like 10x it so <laughs> oh, thank, <laughs> well, thank you thank
1: you Thanks so much for your first podcast interview and it was very very like honored so thank you thank for having you. me very well I
0: am so glad you took the time and we'll keep following you and all of the big things that you're going to accomplish so thank you so much oh thank you guys, Sydney is the real deal. I just love her positive energy and her great fun outlook on life. I am so glad she made the time to interview with us today and I hope you will go check out her Instagram feed at Today underscore. If you're getting anything from this podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend or go to iTunes and leave me a review. It is really such a big help for other people looking for this type of content to help them. I'm so grateful for all of you for taking the time to listen today, and you may have noticed as you were listening to this episode that the editing was not as on point as my editing is today. This was one of my earlier episodes, and so I was still working out how to edit these episodes, but I've gotten much better. So this episode gets a ton of downloads, and I thought you would love it, especially since Sid Sydney is so into fitness and nutrition, she has made it her passion outside of motherhood and she does such a great job of it. I thought I would use this episode to get you guys excited about the Epic Health Summit that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So make sure you go to www.onthebrightersideofhealth.com to register for free and make sure you tune in to our episode with Jessica Silverman on Monday because that is a really awesome episode. Jessica is also one of the presenters at the Epic Health Summit. So if you like her podcast episode, you will love her summit presentation. And until next week, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.